It is the morning of the 29th of August 2019. Good morning and welcome to PBE Daily, the early morning and late night podcast. My name is Point Blank Ivumbi. I'm grateful for the fact that I get to make another episode. I've been taking a couple of hiatuses and breaks in between because as should be a pattern by now for those who've been listening and to those who are about to join me, this is what's been happening. I, When I'm rabbit holing a, a particular piece of work, of which I've, I, have a, I have several at the moment, I tend to walk away from everything else that I'm doing so I have to just have tunnel vision for one thing. Finding a balance that actually would strike perfectly for me to be able to do more than one thing at a go is still one of those things I'm still learning about myself. I'm, I'm certain I'll get to a point where I can actually level up and do all things I'd like to do side by side simultaneously but until then uh, I'll just use the formula that I'm used to and also on top of that I'm trying to find a way to take enough breaks from, from work so that I don't burnout as quickly as I did this year because this year I had the worst level of burnout and I do not want to have a repeat of that because I think twice uh, I'm twice shy now I don't I can't afford to get my, my third strike on this one <laughs> uh, on another note I'd like to actually thank another friend of mine who actually gave me direction in the sense of he told me of what particular book in the Stephen King binge I've been on what book to listen to next and Hila, thank you very, 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 very much for telling me about the book Stephen by Stephen King known as The Dark Half. And I'm enjoying it thus far. I'm four hours in as far as the lessons are concerned and I cannot wait to continue when I get to the office today. That's how compartmentalized I am. I don't listen to it in the house. In the house, I try to listen to other stuff that could be more inspiring for the other stuff I'm curious about. But during lunch hour, big shout out to the homie Big Mike for sending me a certain documentary to watch. And it was... A celebration of 40 years of broadcasting by a genius human being known as David Rodigan. David Rodigan is a UK radio presenter who has been in the industry for 40 years and his main cup of tea is reggae music, dancehall music, uh, ska music, uh, the whole idea and the influences of that sound dub music and all that and he's like a dub music champion and the dub music is normally this like imagine if you will a dj gets on stage and when they're about to rock they play you one of your favorite reggae or raga songs but the the reggae artist themselves says that person's name within the track that's the most gangster thing ever and the only time i've actually heard that is from the homie G Money. G Money is the only person I know who, when he was playing a hip hop set, he had a drop of Jay Z saying his name. There's nothing cooler than that. But and not only that, since he's born from that UK culture type of uh, rhythm DJs and all that, he knows the extra miles you have to go. And another thing I love about about the way DJs function is that the competitive nature that they have amongst themselves. I mean. I, I literally are, I'm curious to actually pick up DJing. The only reason I haven't gone into it is because uh, I know that for me to be able to do certain things, I want the convenience of being able to have it at arm's reach. Or, or is it arm's length? I forget how that phrase would perfectly sit. So I'd much rather have a situation where I'm sitting here and I want to get something, but I can just stretch my hand out and touch it. And when I touch it, I can actually be able to execute everything I want to execute with it. When I'm able to do that, sky's the limit and it's unstoppable the extent to which i'm able to do what i need to do and listening to the story of watching the story of rodigan and also in the evening last night watching the story of sean paul and the fact that i've already established the fact that to myself that i am a journeyman and i love the journey that it takes an artist before they actually get to the level where they can say okay dude i have found my niche 
it just requires you to be patient enough to actually climb the mountain nice and easy and Rodigan's story was interesting because there's one moment where he says he went to a pub in the UK, saw Bob Marley performing, but was in the far in the back, and then steps out of, out of the club, walks in the street, and he sees Bob Marley at the distance. He goes, says hello, Bob Marley was cordial with him. Bob Marley waves to him goodbye as he gets in his cab and goes. And when he finally gets his radio job, the guy gets to interview Bob Marley fresh out of Zimbabwe. And he has so many little details and nuances he knows about Bob Marley that is actually the coolest thing ever. There's nothing as awesome as knowing so many details about a person that you could actually sit down with them and you're surprising them by the information you know about them. It gives them a, a level of respect for what you do because the craft gets respected thereafter. Another thing about David Rodrigan that I love is the fact that he surpassed the whole idea of being looked at in accordance to race. The fact that he's white did not matter or did not taint the ability he has as far as being a DJ and as far as being a radio DJ and a radio jockey. It mattered that he knew what he was talking about. That's what makes people become different. And you have to steadily find your position before you rock with the crowd and then it becomes easier for you to be able to adapt to them. That can't be taken away from the actual artist. You can't take that away from a person who is really patient and loving of what they do. And personally, I've, I've tried to find a way to infiltrate that. And another thing I watched, uh, or actually, yeah, it was, it was an interview I was watching. It was one of my my go-tos on, on it was the Joe Rogan podcast. I was re-watching the episode the way I sat down with Andrew Schultz, who's one of the fastest rising stand-up comedians in the United States currently. And I also uh, binge content that he creates with uh, Charlemagne the God on Brilliant Idiots and uh, Flagrant 2 with uh, Akash and uh, and their, their other con- 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 member. And when, when I sit down and listen to this, the whole idea is they are journeymen and i call them journeymen because they know that it takes time for certain things to happen and if you are able to do it and execute it perfectly and you have the perfect team around you you actually execute that which is required so i'm steadily trying to find the best way for me to be useful to entertainment on the next level i've already proven i can host a gig and rock a gig perfectly i've only already proven that i can freestyle rap with the best of them i can go toe to toe with the best of them we've competed with each other we've been able to hang out with each other we've been able to to rise with each other i've been able to on on certain occasions even sit down and broadcast with them but how do i take it further that's my new question to self because i'm seeing a lot of moves being made and my me, me making this podcast allows me to actually share with you the fact that i am in search of that which will be the next step or the next phase for that PBE brand to take over the world. The best way I could do it is to find the loopholes of what I'm missing. And I was sent, uh, and the clip that I was watching with Andrew Schultz, was, we were talking about how in, in certain cases when you look at material that actually gets into a market and finds a way to infiltrate the market and sits in pocket for a long time, it has to come in from the base. What he talked about was, I forget the name of the actual uh, concept, but this is what it really entails. There was a time when a certain coffee company wanted to infiltrate the Japanese market, but Japanese people weren't taking coffee, they were only taking tea. In fact, they're very known for their tea. And because they couldn't infiltrate from the top, 
there you sat down with somebody who broke down how he understands cultures and it's like a, it was like a culture correction in a sense and what he said was what the person who was being who's asked for advice said was you have to come in from the ground make a cartoon that has something tied towards coffee without saying the word coffee have characters grew up as far as kids are concerned with this character who's known for coffee after the character grows up make a candy as they're growing up that has essence of coffee by the time they get to adult age and they're looking for that taste that they grew up with nostalgia will kick in and when that nostalgia kicks in you'll serve them serve them a cup of coffee and they'll be like yo i remember that smell you take a sip i remember that taste and now starbucks has existed in that country 15 years to make that happen now in most cases but no not many people are curious to actually take a 15 year journey to be able to produce anything we'd like to have a one year journey and have our successes we'd like to have a two year journey and have our successes but also i can't say that i'm standing on a high horse and i know what i'm talking about because i too have failed in my endeavors of trying to make that come to life because let's not forget i am the only i'm the first person to say i want to take my time to make this happen or that happen or that happen but as a result of telling myself i have to take steps to do that i fail because i spend too much time maybe breaking down the steps so what i try to do to counter that is i'll i'll either map out a plan or i'll draft out a plan if i'm not able to execute the thing at that time it means the time for that to be executed is not ready yet it's no surprise the movie Avatar has taken, it, it took 10 years for the first one to be made, it's taken, it's taken another 10 years for the other one to be made, to an extent where the world which we live in, which is binge-worthy and, and binge-driven, uh, we cannot separate ourselves from the curiosity of what is in this thing that we want to watch, how come we're not letting ourselves watch it. Which is hilarious to a certain extent because now we become angry for the fact that we are not able to participate or we're not able to take part in that which exists. This being said, the question we need to ask ourselves is, at what point do we pause and tell ourselves, okay, cool, uh, we need to regroup on this and make this thing come back to life properly. It's one thing to complain about how a market treats you. It's completely another if you come up with a foolproof plan that actually will be accepted properly and will outlive even the legacy you want to create. So, in a lot of things that I was supposed to have created by now, I just decided to, you know what, let's let's regroup. Let's map it out. Yes, there was an original audience that loved certain things that I published or created initially. I choose to believe they'd find it when the time is right, when it comes back. I dove into publishing headlong without really considering what could go right or wrong because I also just wanted the accolade of the first one is out. And as much as I've, I've said that I feel the industry is on the ground floor, it's a mistake. We've already made it out of the ground floor. We're now trying to make an industry come to exist. I keep thinking about things in the most dire, strained angle, which not many people can actually accept or find is worthy of the way to go but it serves a greater purpose if we push ourselves to make great quality work come to life and i always try to push myself and i strive for that kind of thing to happen so 
seeing a person talk about 40 years and he still feels like a teenager who just discovered the art form in the first place it makes me want to be that so much more and ever so much do i would love to contribute to the different crafts i enjoy from visual arts verbal arts and the theater to, to scripting all these things i want to do it right and because i want to do it right i constantly beat myself up to make sure i make it come out properly and now the hard part is to try to stop myself from beating myself up and allow myself to just pick myself up piece by piece and make the thing come to life slowly and certainly and surely it's not a widely accepted uh, frame of mind, but we accept that that frame of mind does exist. I'm the first to say when I know I should change my perceptions of certain stories in the world, my perception of certain thinkings and, and, and leanings in the world. But if anything, I do hope that which I create outlives me with a level of tenacity that actually makes the next guy in line do even greater things the music of reggae has always been one of those art forms where i'll go to and i'll just sit back and i'll i'll be lost in that which is being said because i can see how beautiful that sound makes me feel and then hip-hop which is born from it from the reggae sound is now the more aggressive side of it and the more attack side of it that has Peter Tosh written all over it because you want to attack certain topics. But then, since the, the craft has been so successful, not everybody is, is ready to address uh, that which is considered taboo. And what is considered taboo is attack of the establishment. And in my case, I know there's little nuances to what we consider establishment that we need to pay attention to. I know that there's uh, a way to adapt into what exists so that you could actually uh, serve a better purpose by being in the machine than being outside the machine and right now i can safely say with the different forms of media outlets that i enjoy there's a contribution i'm to make but i haven't found that which is to be the contribution so there's a reason i'm not in traditional media as much as i should be and when i find the actual way to contribute in a, in a greater level only then will I be able to to make it happen. But it's safe to say at the moment, the one thing I, I, I can gladly say is my curiosity to DJ is not a bad thing. So we shall adapt accordingly. We shall find a way to make sure we can contribute to that in the best and the uppermost level. Because I, I would love to hear how I'd sound not only hosting and hyping by being a jockey side by side with it who knows maybe that's the next level that's supposed to go as far as the, the craft is concerned and i'm willing to make the contribution required in that fact and in that grade i'm always happy to learn new things and and to, to see these documentaries and to hear these stories of how infectious an idea could get and how you best use it to actually grow piece by piece and generation by generation i would love to see how that is contributed to and a great respect for people who have consistently done the same thing for so many years and as a result have perfected their craft to the extent where they, when they welcome new generations in they accept the fact that the world is ever changing because I think it's Rodigan who said it like if, the, if things weren't ever changing everything would be boring and when he said that statement I was really struck by it because that's a very very honest fact if we're not constantly moving in the right direction as far as growth is concerned and we're constantly beating down 
the younger generations that come after for having found their way of translation then what good are we to the world because he's one uh, david rodrigan is one of the first people who actually said the younger generation are the ones the younger generations of the reggae fan are the guys who came up with the raga sound and now the raga sound is so prevalent and it's so cut across i mean it, it even touches more european countries than anything else the rocksteady crowd is still there but the raga sound is what makes the two worlds come together because sometimes you just sit down with the person who likes raga and tells them like yo do you want to know where that sample came from then you play them the song and they get it that's the journey i love journeymen and women i love what they create and i hope to actually find my way to contribute to that as far as the kind of craft is concerned it's why i document hip-hop in in the the reup show and i hope to now contribute to the next level on a, on a different level because the hosting of the of the of the Nairobi Rhapsody and hosting of Boombox are, are two events that actually allow me to contribute to the live side of things with that being said I'd like to call this episode to a close I know it's not as long as expected but you know when a guy takes the time to have a, a great amount of information be passed to him when the context makes sense it's only good to share uh i hope to make some more visual arts come to life uh in the next one or two hours as i prepare myself to make my way to work and the nine to five is going well it's not stressing me as much as i i i feared it may and i'm happy about that and I, i'm also happy for the patience i'm being given to actually contribute to what needs to be done the children's book is still on my plate i gotta correct a few things i gotta make sure it looks perfect so be caesar or be nothing at all and in a word that my man odero loves coining and playing around with oh no <laughs> <laughs>